A new poll just out, and it shows Joe Biden is going to have a heck of a difficult time in 2024. We're going to talk about the Republican this poll predicts would win if running against Joe Biden. By the way, interestingly, the poll was taken before all the classified documents were found here, there, and everywhere, including in the locked garage. Keep, and by the way, my Corvette's in the locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Good to have you here. Portions of today's show are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. Never been a better time to look at investing in precious metals for the long term. So go to LegacyPMInvestments.com to find out about a gold-backed IRA today. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Okay, here we go. This is a poll that was conducted, as I said, before anybody knew the public knew about those classified documents being found here, there, and everywhere because it seems like every day there's another tranche of these things that they keep digging up. We'll see how many more there are. Anyway, this poll was conducted by the Club for Growth, great club that focuses on uh, some of the economic policies that are really important right now. And we know that the economy is not in a very good spot. Just look at some of the bank earnings that you're seeing out this week. The upshot is that there's two Republican contenders that are very, very close in beating Biden. One of them, let's see if you can guess who, one of them would actually, as of today, pretty easily beat Biden. And that would be none other than Ron DeSantis out of Florida. It's interesting when you look at these numbers. I think part of the reason for this is because his negatives are low compared to Donald Trump's negatives. And that's to be expected, right? I mean, after all, I think Donald Trump is certainly a love him or hate him kind of politician. We used to call this in the media business, your Q score, right? And the bigger your Q score, typically the more known you were, but not necessarily for the right reasons. Typically, the bigger the Q score, the higher the negativity around a particular personality or brand. And so that is uh, obviously, obviously the case with Donald Trump, with the base absolutely loving him and others absolutely hating him. (laughs) That's just the only way to put it. So when you look at somebody like Ron DeSantis, the reality is he's less tested, fewer people know about him, and thus he doesn't have the same kind of negativity. So this will be something that the Democrats will work aggressively on. They will want to make him enemy, public enemy number one. So you can be assured that you're going to start hearing more negative stuff on Ron DeSantis in the future if the Democrats perceive him to be a threat. And I think they absolutely do. So let me get specific in terms of these numbers here. The poll was taken between January 2nd and January 8th. (laughs) Remember, before the you-know-what hit the fan, so to speak, with the classified documents being found over and over and over again. We'll see how many more they find. Anyway, it was taken before that. It was commissioned by the conservative group Club for Growth, and it found that In a matchup against Joe Biden for 2024, Ron DeSantis would beat Joe Biden. But it is nuanced in that, well, let me just read the question. They said, for whom would you vote if the candidates for president were Donald Trump, Republican, or Joe Biden, Democrat? And they rotated those names. And 32% said they would definitely vote for Trump. 10% were undecided. And then 39% said they would definitely vote for Biden. And then there's, you know, how they lean and blah, blah, blah in between. When it came to this question, for whom would you vote if the candidates for president were Ron DeSantis, Republican, or Joe Biden, Democrat? 35% of the people said they would definitely vote for DeSantis. So that's a little bit ahead of where Trump is. 
33% said they would definitely vote for Biden. It seems that DeSantis right now and here and now is a little ahead of Trump, but we'll, we'll see how this all shakes out. Like I said, he doesn't have much of a Q score yet. There's still people in the country who don't really know him. I'm sure that will change because the Democrats will want to do everything they can to drag him through the mud. And if Donald Trump were to perceive him as a threat, then that could possibly happen on that side, too, meaning he'd have a heck of a Q score. It's a question of how he survives. It will be challenging for him. I think that the base is very much in the Donald Trump wing of things, thereby making it harder for DeSantis to push through. I would also point out maybe DeSantis is thinking, well, why bother? Like, why not keep and court that base If I take Donald Trump head on in the primary, I risk losing and simultaneously losing the entire support of the MAGA movement. So it's a tricky position for him to be in. If Donald Trump were to say, "Okay, let me play apprentice here for a moment and I'm going to be the kingmaker and I'm going to choose who's going to lead the country going forward on the Republican side of things, he might have an opportunity to say, "Okay, I am anointing you, Ron DeSantis, and that would give DeSantis some of the wind behind his back that he might need. But I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. If anything, now you're going to be looking at a more emboldened Trump and an emboldened GOP because of these classified documents. I mean, this is one royal mess and such a headache. And it's perplexing to me only because I think someone, someone out there was trying to do Joe Biden in. Someone within the party doesn't want him to run. I mean, how else do these things just mysteriously turn up kind of out of nowhere? By the way, six days before the midterms and they never bothered to tell us about any of that. And now suddenly you get Garland rushing to appoint the special counsel, which he did. And now we get dueling investigations. I mean, it's all wild. And I will tell you, you can say what you want. You know, there are those, oh, well, you know, at least he came forward. He did the right thing right away. He didn't, for goodness sakes. I mean, it it happened a week before the election and they sat on this stuff. So no, he didn't come forward right away. And by the way, when he did come forward, they told us the search was over and here's what they got. And then it turns out, oh, there's a little more and a little more and a little more. And so, no, they haven't been entirely forthcoming. They're pretending to be forthcoming. Donald Trump, on the other hand, didn't pretend. He was like, nope, you know what? They're my documents. I had the right to declassify them. I was the president. Boom, said, done, over. You're not coming into my house. And so we got the chaos and the drama that ensued with the FBI. But the American public is going to look at that and they're going to say, hey, at least at least he was like, you're not coming for my documents. Whereas Biden was hiding them in his garage next to his Corvette. Don't forget, he drives a Corvette. He wants you to know. And the locked garage, he's hiding them in the garage and was never going to say boo. But wants to take credit because when they were found, the lawyers came right out and said something. I think that somebody came out and said something because they don't want Joe Biden running again for president in 2024 because they're looking at poll numbers like these and they're thinking, wait a second, if the Republicans run DeSantis, there's a good, good chance he beats Biden. If the Republicans, I'll tell you now, if they run Trump, (laughs) there's a good chance. I mean, that is a close poll. I know that people, oh, well, seven points. Seven points is nothing in politics. 10% are undecided. And 4% are saying, I'd probably vote for Trump. Another 5% are saying, I'd lean towards Trump. Those numbers are actually not very encouraging for Joe Biden. And remember, 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 this was all before the classified documents were found. 
And that's going to be the biggest story. And believe me, Donald Trump from here to Sunday is going to be going on and on and on, as he should, about the media's double standard. Because the media wants you to think, oh, it's so different. It's so, so different. It's not really different. In fact, I'm kind of wondering if it's worse, especially when I hear that the University of Pennsylvania's think tank that had Biden's name on it was getting oodles of money from China. China, which, by the way, may not have so many oodles of money to give anymore because their economy is really looking lackluster thanks to really dumb policy. We're going to get to that in a second. But I think we just need to all remember here, look, this is an eternity away. 2024, anything could happen. Did you really think that Biden was hiding classified documents in his garage or in the office that is think tank that was backed by the Chinese? I mean, it kind of feels kind of Clinton-like, right? Someone was joking about how Clinton's server was actually there next to the classified documents and the Corvette at his house in, in Delaware. I mean, it is kind of funny, but it's actually really tragic. And I'm just left thinking, who the heck is running this country? Really? I mean, we have stupid people. This Joe Biden... He may be, he's got to be, one heck of a politician in every bad sense of the word to have lasted as long as he has with as little intelligence as he has. Okay, that's the reality of it. At least Ron DeSantis went to Yale and Harvard, by the way, and at least Donald Trump built a business. I mean, Joe Biden has done nothing but live off of taxpayers' dimes and his entire family with this whole laptop scandal that, you know, you weren't supposed to talk about forever. We all went through that, especially those of us in the conservative media. It's really terrifying that he's in charge and has the power he has. So that has to end somehow, some way. And I think when you look at the mess we are in, economically speaking, the handwriting is on the wall. Just look at the market. You are seeing a pullback in today's session. I do believe you're going to see many more pullbacks in many more sessions as we go further into the year because the fundamentals are not good here. And it's being reflected now in some of the earnings. You saw Goldman Sachs out on Tuesday with earnings. Earnings came in at $3.32 per share versus the $5.48 estimate. That's a huge miss. I mean, people are thinking they're going to make $5.48, and it turns out they only make $3.32? We're not missing by a penny here, folks. This is a big, huge miss. Revenue of $10.59 billion versus the $10.83 billion estimate. So light on the revenue side, but again, just a huge miss on earnings. This was actually the largest earnings miss in a decade for Goldman Sachs. So that's not a good sign. And, you know, we've seen them all. You've had many, many companies come forward with layoffs. Goldman, by the way, was one of them, 3,200 that they announced just last week. We are going to have challenging times. And it's one of the reasons why, you know what, I keep going back to this. You guys have got to be diversified. You've got to protect yourself. And one of the ways, one of the ways to do that is through an investment in something like precious metals. Legacy precious metals, that's the company I trust for investing in things like gold. I like gold. A lot of people like silver too. I tend to like gold. But they're a wonderful family-owned business and they can help you Get a gold-backed IRA, for example, if you want that, because any way you look at it, I'm sorry, like the purchasing power of our U.S. dollars, it's been going down, 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 down forever. I mean, as long as the Federal Reserve has had the ability to print, as long as our government has had the ability to print and spend, our purchasing power has declined. 
And so as your dollars decline, like it doesn't even matter if the market goes up, right? Because if your dollar purchasing power is going down, even if the market's going up, if those things aren't in sync, you are still coming out behind. And so it's important to think through that as you think through your future. And that's why gold is one of those investments that hopefully, hopefully helps you manage some of the volatility in your portfolio. I mean, when everything's heading down, usually gold, well, sometimes it's up. Or if it's heading down as well, it's not heading down as much as everything else. And so that's one of the beauties of it. And then the other thing is it just helps protect the integrity of your U.S. dollars against a government that is willing to do just about anything. We haven't even talked about the debt ceiling. I'm going to save that for you for tomorrow. We'll get in a little bit more. But it's why I encourage people to be really thoughtful about all of these things when they're investing. And it's why I encourage you to call my friends over at Legacy Precious Metals, one of the wonderful sponsors of this program, 1-866-589-0560, You've heard Charles Thorngren. In fact, he was just on yesterday's program. We had a very in-depth conversation with Charles on Monday, January 16th. So go listen to that episode if you missed it. You're going to get a lot of information there, but even more if you call them 1-866-589-0560 or get the free investing guide on their website, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Anyway, Goldman Sachs was not the only bank with some poor earnings to report, Morgan Stanley as well. The big takeaway as we look at all this right now is that a recession is coming. I believe it. And not only is a recession coming, stocks are going to have a, a hard time. And as a result, you need to realign things. I mean, you heard me just talk about gold. I also talk a lot about bonds because fixed income is suddenly, who would have thought, sexy again. I mean, when I can get pretty decent yield on a six-month treasury, <laughs> it's guaranteed. Although, who knows, right? With this debt sailing, we'll see. I, I would certainly hope. I would certainly hope we would never be in a position of defaulting on something like that. But you look at what's going on right now, and suddenly people have an opportunity to achieve greater yield than they've ever been able to do really in, in the last, I feel like, 20 years or so. You'd have to go back in time for, for quite a while to actually see any relevance from the, the fixed income market compared to equities. It's the reason why you may have seen recently in the financial media headlines, they're debating this whole 60-40 allocation of one's assets into the portfolio because the thinking for years had always been 60% equities, 40% fixed income. I've never like loved that ever anyway, because I think they, you need a lot more diversification than just stocks and bonds. You need stocks, bonds, precious metals, real estate. I mean, there's lots of different ways, right, to be able to build your wealth. And so you, you want to be diversified in that sense. But I've never liked the idea of losing money. I'll tell you, you know what? I've never been a gambler. For me, investing should be slow and steady. I would rather not risk all I have. I mean, it's just, I'm the kind of person that wants to be able to sleep at night. And so as a result of that, I've always sought some of these more traditional fixed income assets, and I've been okay with getting less of a return, maybe less of a yield than you'd get in equities, knowing that, okay, I'm not going to lose my shirt. However, I've also been thoughtful enough to say, okay, when the market's just getting killed like it was in spring of 2020, this is sort of ridiculous. And the Fed's going to be there as they were. Not only were they there, they were there way too much. So I knew the Fed was going to be there. I knew that everybody was going to get stimulus checks. It would be okay. The danger now, however, is that they were there and they were there and they were there and they just wouldn't go away and they kept printing and more and more checks kept getting handed out. And thus, I have been 
banging the table since, oh, what do we say, like summer of 2020, saying, stop, stop with all this printing because I knew this would all happen. And sure enough, we are where we are now. So yeah, I do like bonds. I do like fixed income. And I think interest rates are going to continue moving up. And so you're going to have the chance. This is the good news, the silver lining in all this. Investors, listen up. You're going to have the chance to actually have less risk and a decent return. We have not had that in forever. (laughs) So that's good. I'll tell you what else is good. And I'll tell you what else is a great return on your investment, if you would, if you are a pet owner like me. And that is rough greens. I'm talking about the supplement that I feed to my dog Fluffy every single night with his dinner. It just goes right on top of his food. He loves it, makes the food taste even better. And the other really beneficial thing about Rough Greens is that it's helped him overall in terms of his health, specifically in terms of some of the allergies he struggled with, which led to more and more ear infections. I mean, there's nothing worse than your dog getting an ear infection because they can't talk to you and they can't communicate with you and you just know that he's not himself. And so Rough Greens has helped, in my estimation, improve his immune system through all of its wonderful nutrients, including digestive enzymes and probiotics and omega oils and vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. These are the things that are really improving his food intake. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, who's the creator of Rough Greens and has two very, very large dogs himself, not quite like Fluffy. Fluffy's just a little Maltese. But anyway, Dr. Black He's really passionate about this. And his point is, you know what? Dogs need nutrition too. We're all focused on ourselves, but dogs need to stay healthy as well. So he has a free trial bag of Rough Greens that I really encourage you to get if you're a dog owner. So go get your free jumpstart trial bag right now of Rough Greens. Go to roughgreens.com slash Trish, T-R-I-S-H, my name, roughgreens.com slash Trish. Let me know what you think. I'm anxious to hear. And I love looking at dog photos. So send one to my Facebook page. I need to turn to this story right now, just breaking. It's breaking news that the Federal Reserve is directing big banks to disclose how they are going to prepare for, drum roll please, climate change. Are you kidding me? So I'm looking at this headline thinking, of course, it's going to say how they're going to prepare for Armageddon, how they're going to prepare for a financial meltdown, how they're going to prepare for another 2008, how they're going to prepare for a massive recession. No, no, no. The Fed just wants to know how they're going to prepare for climate change. Does that not tell you everything you need to know about the insanity and the stupidity of the moment we are in? Oh, I'm going to be all over this in tomorrow's show. My blood is starting to boil just seeing this. These people have their heads so far up there. You know what? They sat there and told us with a straight face it was transitory inflation. It wouldn't last. Don't worry. Be happy. And now they are going to ruin it for middle class America. I'm mad. You should be mad. We deserve better. By the way, nothing against climate change, all right? Like, you go for it, guys. You work on You hate Elon Musk, who, by the way, was brave enough to actually take y'all on and create a vehicle, a green vehicle, electric vehicle now that everybody else wants to copy. You hate him, but U.S. banks need to prepare for climate change. Give me a break. Really, I mean, it's wrong. 
It's a form of malpractice, and we're going to be all over it. Plus, declining growth in China. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. But you know what? It's not necessarily good for the global economy. All the more reason. We need to focus on ourselves and grow the USA. I'll see you here tomorrow. Don't forget to make sure you have subscribed to the podcast. I'll also see you on my website, trishintel.com. Sign up for the newsletter. We'll talk some more. Thank you.